Well, the way they pick TV shows is they make one show. That show's called a pilot. Then they show that one show to the people who pick shows. And on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television programs. Some don't. Come nothing. This is the third episode of the Pilot Season Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jen. And this is the show where we pick a show and talk about just the first episode. And then we talk about it. (laughs) I kind of went over that, but that's what we do. So we talk about it. Um, We talk about all kinds of shows. Uh, The past two episodes, we did some 80s shows. um, Moonlighting and Cheers. Uh, This week... I, it was my pick, and I picked something a little more recent. It was from 2004, I believe, a, uh, the first episode of a BBC miniseries called, um, well, I guess it, on paper it looks like it's called Nylon, but it's N-Y hyphen L-O-N, so it's New York, London, I guess is the proper title of it, would you say? Um, New York, I, London? I assume, but then the way that they've written it... Um, yeah, I kind of feel like we're supposed to call it nylon. Yeah. I don't know anyone who has watched this show to <laughs> ask them what they think, but that should no. be my guess. I think we should just call it nylon. We'll just call it nylon for the for the because se- it sounds awesome. Yeah, and it's just it's easier to say than New York, London the whole time. Um, this was a show. Uh, now, normal well, the first two episodes we've done, we've talked about our personal histories with the shows that you know we're we're highlighting. Um, I would assume we have neither of us have any personal history with this show. No history with this show. I yep. never even heard of the show until you told me this is what we were going to do. Right. And the only reason it it was of interest to me is it was a show that I came across while just randomly looking at shows on Hulu a couple of years ago. And it's just always stuck with me. Mostly because of the the two the two leads the two um, the male and female characters um, played by Stephen Moyer who is Bill Compton from True Blood and mm-hmm. Rashida Jones who is the uh, Ann Perkins uh, from Parks and Recreation. Uh, now I've watched both shows and Jen you've only watched Parks we've only watched Parks and Rec. Um, but you know, it's just a, um, very interesting to see those actors in this kind of role, uh, because uh, uh, Rashida Jones, you know, again, we've only known her from really predominantly from Parks and Recreation, and in The Office. So she's done a lot of sitcom work, and Stephen Moyer, who's gained a bulk of his popularity from True Blood, which was a sexy, violent vampire show on HBO. Um, so this is definitely kind of a departure. Yeah, you know? I'm I'm not really familiar with True Blood, but um, with Rashida Jones, I've only ever seen her do comedy. So this particular show, this was a, a very different role for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the... The basic uh, so the the premise is uh, Rashida Jones' character Edie is on a uh, short vacation in London with some friends, 
uh, has her purse stolen, winds up meeting uh, Stephen Moyer's character, Michael, who is a, uh, a stockbroker, uh, meets him uh, by chance in a bar. She borrows his phone to make a call. And, you know, that's that's kind of like their their cute meeting type of situation. There, or, or, I'm sorry, they, they, it's called a it's called a meet cute. That's right. Yeah, it's called a, they they call it the meet cute, and um, they have a uh, they they don't even have like a one night stand. They just have this strange platonic encounter where they they spend the night together, um, and you get the sense almost immediately when they meet that there is some sort of attraction or connection between the two but she is uh set to leave to set to leave the next day to go back home to new york and he follows almost pretty much that same day maybe 12 or 15 hours later if even that yeah he just because if you think about the time the time frame where she and her girlfriend, roommate, whatever, get mm. back to the apartment. Sure, there are some events that happen. Mm. I interpreted those events to be less than 12 hours. Yeah. And then he showed up. Like, it was still daylight on the same day when right. he got there. Yeah, and they were... Uh, there. And there was a, a, a part where... I, I think it's it's too complicated to get into. But basically, the authorities are there... Uh, wheeling a, a body on a gurney out of the apartment, uh, um, Rashida Jones's apartment, as Stephen Ware walks up to it, basically. Right. So, yeah, it is really just a matter of hours that he impulsively felt, you know, the need to hop on a plane and, um, you know, see, uh, you know, see Rashida Jones in New York. Um, I tried looking up some some information on this show, both on IMDb and Wikipedia. There is nothing about this show at all, like no trivia. You know, there are some um, user reviews, you know, just like people like us, just mm-hmm. writing reviews on IMDb. The only um, piece of interesting trivia, if, if you could even call it that, is just um, this is the first BBC show that was ever filmed on location in New York City. Hmm. So, <clears throat> okay. It's mildly interesting, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I don't know if I mentioned, but this is um, it's a seven episode series. It was only it only went one season. Um, I don't know how if they if they ever plan to have more seasons or if it just basically mm-hmm. wraps up after one. Um. So, uh, first impressions? Um, so, one one thing that really stood out for me right from literally the first second was actually the music. I really liked the music. Um, there was just a lot of cool music. I felt like it... Um, they Whoever's job it, it, it is to pick the music that goes with specific scenes... Kudos. Mm-hmm. Good job there. Yeah. Um, they had some really different kinds of music, uh, like a variety of music, and it just, I really enjoyed all the music that I heard, mm-hmm. and it seemed to go 
you know, with, like, what was happening. Yeah, and it, it seemed appropriate for the show. Oh, and I, I guess I didn't mention that uh, Rashida Jones's character, Edie, is, um, she's a teacher, I guess, and it sounds like she teaches low-income, like, like, maybe in a, not a great Yeah, I wasn't even school. It was 100% very, sure if very she vague. was a, like, is she a K-12 public school teacher yeah. or is she maybe one of those like night school like yeah like a specialty like I a didn't necessarily type of get that she was a, re- a regular teacher yeah. if you will yeah because it sounded like because uh, because she supplements her income by working in a, a record shop mm-hmm. which which we didn't see in this episode at all this was really just the setup for the series um, in fact in <laughs> And I wrote this in my in my notes. I thought it was uh, kind of weird that she was basically in the entire in her same the same clothes for the entire episode. I thought the same thing. It was kind of gross, which means she didn't shower for basically two days. Yeah. Because when the when the show starts, it's they're in London. It's at night. They have a whole day, so they and then they get up the next day. She's still wearing her same clothes. Then they fly from London to New York. And she is still in her same clothes that evening when she eventually meets Stephen Moyer's character at his hotel. Right. So so that there's a scene where she gets she's kind of pissed that he came to New York. Like, who mm -hmm. do you think you are? You can't just show up in my life. Mm -hmm. Da 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 da. And I thought to myself, girl, you you're gonna feel a lot better if you just change out of those clothes. You're gonna calm down, put on some sweats. You're yeah. good. Everything's fine. Take a hot shower. Exactly. You just flew. How many? She's been wearing the hours. same nasty outfit, you know, for like two straight days. You right. were on a plane and like just ugh. Plus, well, I guess we should mention that when when she and her roommate came home, their their apartment was a mess. Their their house sitter left it a, a gross mess to begin with. Plus. They found their house sitter dead. Um, they mentioned that the house sitter was a friend of theirs, an ex junkie. They they never really explained how what the cause of death was. Did they slip back into drugs? Was it an overdose? Did they just was their was their body just in bad shape from being a junkie? We don't know. Um, but it was overall a pretty crazy day for these right. for these two women to have flown back from London, finding the dead body of their friend in their gross, smelly in the roommate's in, bed. Yeah, yeah. And then they st- and still wearing their same clothes and not having showered for basically like probably twenty four hours. Right. And then at the end of the episode, she sleeps with Stephen Moyer. I know. I'm like, girl, you are past due on that shower. I mean, I'm I'm hoping she went in and gave herself a little spritz before. Yeah. Before you know. Yeah, a little deodorant. You know. Give herself a little. What do they call it? A, a, a whore's bath. <laughs> you know, do, do the pits and the uh, you know the undercarriage a little bit. You right. Know, splash a little water or something. <laughs> Who knows? But um. Yeah. Um. I will agree with you. Uh, going back to the music, I, I, I thought the music was really well done and, um, like I said, appropriate for the scenes and for you know for the show itself. It really kind of set the tone for what type of show it's going to be, like kind of a hip, modern, um, you know, uh, you know, 
romance. The only thing I I I, I even wrote this down. I did not like the theme song. I said I in fact I said I kind of hate the theme song. <laughs> it was very like too poppy. It was like it almost so- sounded like it was a theme song from like a like a Nickelodeon show or something like a or like a Disney XD like preteen show. I it just yeah, I I did not like the theme song at all. So, yeah. what did you think about the uh the way that they filmed the show was kind of different than than a, a typical show. They had the split screen. They had split screens with various camera angle kind yeah. of things like sometimes the split screen was showing separate Incidents like separate scenes, right. like we might see Edie and Michael, mm-hmm. or it might show Edie as she progresses, kind of like in those I, those that those two, or even I think at one point there were three different scenes happening, kind of like showing three scenes at one time. It was to me, it was just different because I've never really watched a show mm-hmm. that did it, and they did it multiple times, like. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm of two minds. I thought it made sense when they showed two different characters or two different events going on, because um, sometimes they would use it as a transition to do a time jump. They would, they would, you know, show a scene that was going on in the present, say with like Michael, and then they would use the split screen to then jump to the event that led to that event in the present. Right. Okay, that was fine. Sometimes I felt like it was overused or just, you know, there were um, the scene where they got back to their apartment in New York and the roommate went into the bedroom and she did, she called for Edie and they, split, they did a split screen and they basically showed Edie walking from the kitchen to the bedroom from two different camera angles. And that I'm like, was the one that I was actually going to reference. That was just dumb. Edie's walking, and Edie's walking. Yeah, we're seeing we her from it. the front and the back. It's like, we yeah. don't... That, yeah, I, I think I... I um, yeah, it was... I, 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 Like you said, overused. I agree. I feel mm-hmm. like that was overused. Like somebody said, hey, this is a cool thing that we yeah. can do when we edit this all together. Yeah. And I liked it when it was two perspectives, mm-hmm. like an Edie and a Michael, or yep. like setting up to ex- kind of explain what had something that had happened. Mm-hmm. But there were once, twice, a couple times in there, it was like mm, we could have just done without that. We can see Edie walking just regularly. And and sometimes, and they made the decision when they were when, sometimes when they would do a split screen, at the bottom of the screen they would show the time difference between New York and London, but sometimes. Both characters would be in this like like they did it in the beginning, where they they show you know, Edie was Edie and Michael were both in London at the same time. Right. Why were they showing the difference between New York time and London time? Who knows? And that, that that was a strange and, and that didn't mean anything to me. Like I don't care what the time difference is. It right. doesn't mean anything to me. If now if there was really no point in this episode where the time difference was that relevant that was meaningful in any way it wasn't a factor because yeah because uh, like we said he sh- he showed up in new york like nothing i mean he he wasn't jet lagged he wasn't 
<laughs> it was like he just showed up. He's like, "Hey guys, what's up? A dead right. body? Cool." Right. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna walk around. I guess they were in like the like East Village or something. They they it was very vague what part of New York they were in. Yeah, they I definitely never wasn't said. sure what neighborhood she was supposed to live in. It looked kind of... It looked run. like not the greatest neighborhood. Well, they... The word that they... that Like I said, there was not a lot online about this show, but when the um, the word that I saw the most that would, that would have been like the... Uh, you know, when the show was described was they called her like Bohemian... You know that it was you know stockbroker Michael and Bohemian uh, record store clerk Edie. So okay. so so they're they're really trying to give you the idea that you you know not only are they separated by an ocean, they're separated by different uh, economic statuses. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably pretty well off. And you could see it in his flat, because where he his place in in London, London is one of if not the most expensive cities in the world to live in. Mm-hmm. So the fact that like he had stairs, he had two yeah. levels to his apartment, he had a big spacious living room. Yeah, Michael's making some cash. He kind of had it downstairs too. Yeah, like there were like things happening yeah. in this apartment. That you know really indicate, especially if you think in terms of what they have to offer in London, mm-hmm. you know there's plenty of great places for sure, but they're extremely expensive. Yeah. So, you know, early on, you know, when they show Michael at his office, they really do give the impression that he is uh, he's very good at what he does. He's, you know, he, I mean, I guess you could you just, we'll just like he's a shark. You know, he's he's a money guy, but he's not... He wasn't a dick. He did you know? kind of seem like a dick a little bit, but then he I did. grew to like yeah. him more because pretty quickly into the episode, he showed that he was like a decent human being. Right. But his, his buddy gets let go, and yeah, he's legitimately upset that his buddy got let go, but then the next thing out of his mouth was, I want all his accounts. Yeah. So still kind of like looking out for number one. I was like, oh, man, you're going to be like a jerk. But then he <laughs> turned out to be like really sweet when mm-hmm. he was, you know, meeting and talking with Edie. So, well, plus we <laughs> what we come to find out later is, which kind of just threw me off, was his friend at his firm that was fired. And then, you know, they got he got drunk and they got in a big bar brawl. Um, you come he lives with them. He, he really? Okay, see, I didn't get that. I, I think just they thought l- it was one of those, you know, like everybody's got the friend who you can just literally show up at their house at any time and it's cool. So I thought the well, buddy was just showing up and then... Well, yeah, I guess, I mean, it could have been. That was just very vague because just the way... So um, right, right as Michael's getting ready to leave for New York, his sister-in-law drops off um, his nephew, uh, she's you know she needs a sitter and she just drops him off, just as he's getting ready to leave for New York. So this his friend Raph says, "Don't worry about it, I've got him." And it was it was a little more familiar to me, like like he was used to him being there. Um, and he even said to the kid, the nephew, who I thought was 
just as cute as a button, by the way. <laughs> we only saw him for like a minute, but he was just like really cute and for, like for what little he had to do, I thought he was a good actor. Um, but he said, you know, he was trying to break it down for the kid that he's like, look, he said like your mom didn't tell us. He used the word us. True. Yeah. He said your mom didn't tell us that she was dropping you off. Your uncle's got a thing, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with you. And I feel like he wouldn't do that unless he lived there. I. You know. You're right. He said us. That's probably an indication that they are roommates. I didn't really think about that, and I just kind of thought, oh, he's already there. He's mm-hmm. just being a cool friend because he wants Michael to be able to go off to America and, and meet this girl. It, and, and it could be that. I mean, it, I, I guess it must have been the weekend because he didn't get up early to go to work. Um, you know, he, he didn't call off or anything. Right. So I, neither of them... Well, his friend was fired, so he wouldn't be getting ready for they work. They did yet. say when he was getting fired, somebody said something about it being Friday. So it was definitely the weekend. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, so I don't forget where I was going with that. Anyways, um, so let's see, what else did I have? Um, I thought there was, early on, I thought there was really good chemistry between the two leads. I don't know. I mean, they just—they just seem like a cute couple to me. I don't know. I don't know if you got that or if you felt that. I mean, even um, just their their chemistry early on, um, their little bit of banter back and forth when when we still thought Michael was a dick at the bar, um, but she, you know, she didn't seem to get a offended easily and she kind of gave it back to him you know what i kind of thought and i don't mean this as a stereotype at all like they're very different people for the reasons that we've already discussed but you know when you live in the city you have a certain thing about you oftentimes Mm -hmm. and he's from london she's from new york just that whole like rolling with it nothing kind of like bothers you right. and like giving you know little getting snarky giving it back to somebody like mm-hmm. I felt like maybe that's one thing that they do have in common um, mm-hmm. you know like she's in London someone stole her purse she's alone her friend is at some bar or restaurant waiting for her mm-hmm. she has no way to call you know like I'd be sitting on that bench crying okay <laughs> but no she just like marched on and I think it was just part of that like she's got that that's that, that New yeah, Yorker that kind of independent like city yeah. thing going on Michael jumps on a plane he's like mm, yeah hey I'm in New York cool he's just yeah he stops at her apartment drops off the lost earring but he doesn't go to see her he's I don't know playing it cool waiting for the right moment whatever mm-hmm he just starts wandering around New York, and he's totally cool, like, getting a room at the dumpiest hotel <laughs> that New York say, City has to offer. Yeah, it, the man who's full of money, he, he's probably just like, whatever, I don't care, it's just me, yeah. I'll get this, like, it's like a bed in a square, horrible, wood-paneled, awful room. Mm-hmm. But I just, that was the one thing that, like, stood out to me about both of them and what they do have in common like that that sense of independence and and not letting the world get you down kind of a thing Mm -hmm. so yeah they just seemed to jump into their the opposite city and everything was was fine yeah um going back to when she lost her not she didn't lose her purse it was stolen from her when her back was turned um 
she didn't, she just, it was almost like she refused to tell people she lost her purse. And I was getting annoyed because, you know, she was talking to her friend and her friend's like, where are you? And Edie was like, like, I don't have, you know. Don't worry about don't, it, I'll yeah, be there. Yeah, don't worry about it. Like, what do you mean don't worry about it? All your shit. I'd be like, per- call the consulate, you know. like. Yeah, I mean, and then she doesn't even tell Michael at first. When she, first she says, um, you know, can I borrow your phone? Can I buy a cigarette? And, you know, I, 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 I wrote it, <laughs> there was a note I wrote that I said, you know, if you just tell people you got your purse stolen, she would probably come off like less of an asshole. Yeah, she was a little bit abrasive, and I don't yeah. know, is it that whole independent thing? Like, she was didn't she want to let her just, guard down? Was that the way she expressed her anger by, you know, maybe you know, she maybe she didn't want to be like the victim, but but you could still be like, oh, this, you know, you could be mad and still tell people what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, that that just kind of bugged me. I'm like, and then finally she did tell Michael, and she did tell her friends. Um, her friends, by the way, I hated. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were the worst. The, f- um, the friend who lives in London, I'm like, yeah, we got nothing with you. No. There was just nothing there. There was no connection. Well, and I get she's in, like, one scene. Fine. The other friend is her roommate in New York who comes on this trip with her. Going back to what you said about her, the description, where she's supposed to be bohemian, I mm-hmm. look at the friend. She's screaming bohemian. Edie... Okay, if you say so. You say she's like a bohemian. She's, she's kind of in the yeah. middle. Okay. But the friend, yeah, the friend was kind of a, a mess. Um, I, I don't know. Like, there was nothing that made me like the friends. I really no. disliked the, the London one more. Well, they were, it was almost like these cartoonish stereotypes where they were completely polar opposite because Edie at one point says to Michael, I kind of have to get to this bar. My friends don't really get along. So her one friend who was like a, you know, who, who's an American but who is living in London uh, is, I guess, some like high-powered attorney. So, of course, she's, you know, stick up her butt, um, you know, very, like, take charge, Edie, you know, here's, you, you know, you got to report it to the police. Here's the address. I wrote it down. It's just a couple blocks away. Do you need any money? Do you need me to call you a cat? You know, just, you know, all this stuff. And then you've got her other friend who, again, the other, like the opposite end of the spectrum, who's like, uh, whatever, you know, free spirit. I'm going to sleep with this guy I just met at the bar, you know, just, and then, so I think she's like in the middle. She, she, is a little bit of both. She's a little responsible, this Edie, and she's a little free-spirited, but her friends are just like, I'm like, could you, could they be any more cliche or stereotypical yeah. words? You know, I, I don't know. I, I I hope that, well, I'm sure, you know, they'll, we'll see more of the friends in future episodes because I, you know, she lives with one and I'm assuming that there's, you know, an, you know, episodes where, Maybe she goes back to London. You know, she right. travels to London to visit Michael. Um, so I guess that, that brings me to the question that we always kind of we ask is, would you continue to watch this show? I don't think so. Um, I didn't see the same level of like chemistry that you did. Like I thought they were okay. 
together. Um, I didn't really fall in love with any of the characters. Typically, there's just there's a character or a couple characters where it's like, I want to know more about you. Mm-hmm. Mm, not so much. Like, I look at the whole gang and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So, there was that. And then, and I don't know if I'm just being picky. Uh, I don't know. This whole, and like you mentioned, you know, the meat cute. So, she goes into this bar. Edie goes into the bar. She's had her purse stolen. She meets Michael uses his phone, etc. They part ways. What a coincidence that the same police station that she goes to report her (laughs) purse being stolen is where Michael and his buddy end up getting thrown in a drunk tank because they were in a bar fight. And Michael gets released, which... How does he get released and the friend doesn't? I was a little not clear I on that. I thought maybe... I mean, they never said it, but I thought she bailed him out. See, I thought that too, because how convenient she, he walks out of the police but station. They didn't, she's standing there. They just said, you're free to go. Right. And she didn't... But she doesn't have the money to bail him out, because she had to borrow like 50 bucks off of him just to like make it through the rest of the evening. So well, I thought, I thought he gave her a lot more than that, but, but I, they, that was kind of vague, like what he gave her, because he said... He, when he went to the bar to meet with his friends, he said, because he asked one of his friends to spot him a few bucks, he said, I'm over my limit until tomorrow. Like his, I guess he must like have withdrawn. Let's say he withdrew 500 bucks. He probably gave her, you know, most of that. So even if he did give her a large chunk of money, large enough that she could bail him out, okay, I'm still kind of struggling with, again, London is the biggest city, the <laughs> like, most insane city on the planet. And you're telling me they both end up at the same police station? Okay. Now, keeping with that same line of thought, would you agree that New York is also one of the biggest and craziest cities on on the planet? It is, but London's bigger. Right. Okay. But what I'm okay at the end, she ends up at his hotel. Yeah. How did she know? She could not because have known. Because she was pissed that he was there, and she was yeah. all like, "I can't deal with you." Yeah. Hangs up the phone, and he's all miserable. I'm just going to drink some Jack Daniels in my crummy hotel room, I mean, and then boom, she's there. Yeah. I mean, like we we I kind of figured that she was able to call him because she was using his phone in London to call her friend. So probably his number was still stored. Right. Plus, in she her has his phone. business card, which could have yeah. shown okay. his, his you're, you're mobile. Right. Yeah, his mobile. Um, but, you know, as soon as, you know, you, you heard a knock on his door, I'm like, that's going to be her. And how did she get there? You know, it's not housekeeping. Because, what was is there one hotel in that, like, two block radius that she, and where she lives? Thing. And he could, like, she knows he's rich. He could have gone to, he could have gone anywhere. Right. And so that, and I understand that oftentimes little things get left out in the interest of time and whatever, but I was already struggling a little bit when we got to the point where she just knocks on his door because she knows where mm-hmm. he's staying somehow. That I was kind of like, come on, guys, really? So, and I get it's television and how many other billion episodes of shows where two people happen to meet and they meet again and, and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. There was just something that it didn't, it was off to me. It was like too many random things happened to make this this meeting, yep. this, this relationship start to develop. And then 
combine that with you did see some chemistry I didn't really see as much as you saw so I just I, I'm not invested in these characters or their stories yeah. so I probably would not come back to this show I think the moment that I checked out despite I, I, yeah like I did I think part of it is you know maybe I'm a little biased because I like both actors I like Stephen Moyer I like Rashida Jones and I thought they'd made an interesting couple. I would have never paired those two together, you know, having seen them in, you know, respectively True Blood and Parks and Rec. I, n- I would have never put them together in like a romantic drama type of show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it worked. Uh, the, but the moment I checked out was when they kept cutting back to London. And his friend Raph was there with his nephew, and there's a knock at the door, and Michael's girlfriend shows up, who they mentioned earlier, as he's you know getting ready to leave for New York, Raph says, what about, I don't know, what's her name, Kristen or something? Something like Let's that. Let's just call her Kristen. He says, what about Kristen? Isn't she coming over? He says... Michael says, well, she di- I, I didn't hear from her. She didn't call. So that leads us to believe, like, well, maybe it's just they're just a casual thing. And he, you know, he's obviously not concerned about it. He's on his way out the door. He's on his way to the airport. She shows up with a bottle of champagne saying, I'm pregnant. So that's just a little too much. There, there was just so much drama in this initial episode. It, it felt like a, like a, like a CW teen angst show or something because you already had the um, you know you, you've got the OD'd junkie you've got the meat cute you've got the OD junkie's brother who's I probably going to show say, up. we got to get to the brother the, who is her <laughs> ex-boyfriend right her ex-boyfriend who's in a band and when you know she calls him to you know uh, tell him about his brother they're in Washington DC finishing up a gig and he tell she tells him that they found him dead and he like literally collapses. Worst fall I've ever seen on yeah. screen. Like it was it was buddy, bad. We got to send you to get some acting classes or something <laughs> because I get you're hearing the news that your brother who goes by the name of Cookie has died <laughs> and I get that's rough. It's it's awful. Yeah, I can't imagine he, what it'd be. He's listening on the phone. She's like, we found him dead. And the ex-boyfriend guy, I can't remember if he has a name. Luke. Luke. Just does, like, the absolute worst collapse I've ever seen in the history of cinema. It was bad. And, like, a friend comes over, like, oh, buddy, okay, like, kind of happened? thing. What happened? And I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. Well, then Somebody stop this scene right now. He drops the phone. She's still talking and then says... Okay, talk to you later. Click. Just hangs up. Just ha- and I'm like, not like, are you there? Are, are you, you okay? Yeah, like I would have stayed on the phone. Like, right. Luke, you know. You just talk to me. Like the worst news. Yeah, ever. and she's like, later. She's like, peace out. Good to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was. Uh, yeah. It uh, it did seem kind of like the, I think the point that you were getting to was there was just one of everything happened in this show. Yeah. You know, meeting a new person, ex-girlfriend shows up, of course she's pregnant, somebody dies, oh boy, it's the ex-boyfriend's brother. Like, just 
you know, the purse is stolen, and yeah. they go to jail because there's a fight, and just like, probably like it was like a checklist of what are all the things that we could put into this show. Let's check every one of them. They they probably could have you know taken out one or two of those dramatic elements, and the show would have been as I mean, it still would have been enjoyable. I think they just yeah they just put it was way too, too much many, and it made it hard yeah. for me to buy in. It, it was less believable. You know it, it yeah it's just and then with her you know I I, I honestly didn't expect him to follow her to New York immediately after them meeting. I thought maybe there would have been some sort of like uh you know, long distance courtship, like a little bit right. of she said, you know, and I'm then gonna, maybe I'm at the end of the episode back, maybe like, at the end of the yeah, maybe at the end of the episode he shows up. Right. But No, he was on the next plane. Yeah. Yeah. For all we know, he was probably on the same plane. <laughs> he could have been on the same plane, just like in, in first class, and they were in coach. Yeah. You know. Um, so, okay, yeah, so it sounds like, uh, yeah, neither of us were particularly thrilled with this pilot episode um, and uh, would not be finishing the series, even though it's only seven episodes long. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't sound like it's it's worth anyone's time. Um Unless you're, you know, either you know, a big fan of these actors or the, uh, you know, the Brit pop music that they play in the uh, in the episode. Um, so I guess that probably wraps up for that episode. Um, now we've been getting a we we got a couple of requests already for some for uh, some shows to to watch and talk about. So I think maybe um, I don't think we've decided on one yet, but I think it would be a good idea to take one of those requests. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got some... Tossing a couple of those requests. I'm definitely going to choose a request. I'm tossing mm-hmm. a couple of them around. I need to... Um, there's a couple that I'm just not real familiar with, which I guess is kind of the name of the game here. We're watching mm-hmm. shows that we have not seen before or haven't seen in a very long time. Um, so, of course, I'm not going to read too much about them, but just, just to have a general understanding of what the shows are about. So there's um, definitely a few that I'm considering, but have not made a selection yet. So make sure to check out the Facebook page. We'll probably Mm -hmm. post that within the next couple of days. Yeah. And what we like to do is we like to, you know, give you a little preview of what we're going to be talking about. So if you decide that you want to watch the show, if it's available, uh, you know, if you have, you know, one of the streaming services, then you could, uh, you know, watch the show and then follow along, so you kind of know what's going on. So, you know, for example, like I said, this was this was on Hulu. Um, I doubt it's anywhere else. <laughs> uh, it could be on YouTube, any, but you know, uh, but definitely on Hulu. Um, and it was uh, what was it? It was about forty-five minutes long. I think it was forty, forty-five minutes. It was. I, it was not I a didn't full even hour. Notice, yeah. I, I just remember I, I paused it at one point, and I'm pretty sure I looked at the time, and it looked like it was about a forty-five-minute episode. So, um, not you know too much of a, uh, a drain on your on your time, but um, you know, if like I said, if you want to check it out, that's where it is. And then when we announced our. Um, our next episode, we'll usually announce uh, where you can find it. So, again, if you want to 
watch along, you know, watch it, and then you know, follow the conversation. You can do so, and um, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's about it. Yep. All right. Okay, so this has been the third episode of the Pilot Season Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jen. And we'll see you next time. Bye.